Hello. Hello. My name is Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to what is sure to be a very controversial episode of The Gap. I am your host, uh, I, and with me I have my regular co-host, Shane, the bearded one. How are you doing today, Shane? So I had a weird dream last night that Jiro from My Hero was a real girl, minus the earphone jacks, and her and I were dating... <laughs> Oh, and she broke up with me because she said if her ex found out that we were dating, he would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so she broke up with me and that I got is... really depressed. And so we didn't talk for a while. A couple months later, I guess a group of our friends were going on a trip and they invited us. So we saw each other after not talking for a while. And then I just said, fuck it. I grabbed her and I kissed her really passionately and then we got back together, and then we fucked. That is a one. That that what? Welcome like, to the gap, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the gap. Shane wants to fuck zero. That you, is know, the- <laughs> you know what? That a just proves how how much otaku trash I am, and b shows where my real priorities lie because I figured that dream would be about Yayorozu since she's my best girl, but I guess Jiro's my new best girl now, so... J- Jiro, I-, I think the manga changed... I think some... Ha- if, if, without giving anything away from the manga... I think, yeah, yeah, I can it might, see it. It, it, I know. So, Shane, you have finally turned around and the Jiro's best girl, but, like, Shane. Welcome, welcome. Here's the thing, like... I guess Jiro's my new best girl because... Wouldn't that dream be about Momo if yeah, she wasn't? I, like I, you had to reconsider your entire best girl. For I guess. I guess. I guess Jiro's my new best girl. I mean, she is a punk rock queen, and anyone who knows me knows I'm all into that shit. So she's a punk rock queen. She's adorable. Uh, she's uh, uh she uh, her her fucking quirk is awesome. Like she's just she's just she's just the best possible. Uh, Girl on that show. And I, th- like, no- I, th- <laughs> I think that dream actually affected me mentally be- <laughs> because I was depressed when I woke up this morning. Because you wanted that dream. Because I was like, oh man, what I would do to fucking be with fucking Jiro in real life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, get the show on started. That, on that weeb trash note, um, uh, we're going to. We have a. We have a. Quite a bit to talk about today, actually. Uh, we have the new simul. We have simulcast to talk about, as usual. We have a lot of news with a, a stupid amount of news for uh, for a non-convention, non 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 uh, vacation uh, week for the gap. So it's going to be fun. And then we also got our future anime of the podcast to talk about show Shane. Let's start with some simulcast discussion. Are you ready for some simulcast? Oh, I'm discussion? ready to talk about those summer shows, baby. Are you? All right. So, um, let's start with, uh, let's, uh, let's start with some simulcast discussion. So Shane, uh, how do you feel the summer is going so far in terms of, you know, um, Honestly, like when we looked at the the list of shows, we weren't that impressed. We were like, there there are a couple shows in here that look like they could be really good, but overall, you know, I don't think this will top spring season. But lo and behold, summer's holding up its own uh, pretty damn well so far. I don't, yeah, not too much bad this no, season. No, no, not really. 
Um, not really anything bad. Yeah, there's um not much to add in terms of the stuff that I've already talked about on the show before. I have a couple all, stuff to add once we get to me, but yeah, uh. all the all the shows I've already talked about are pretty much the same feelings as I had before. Nothing's really mm-hmm. changed. Um, the only thing I really want to talk about in terms of that is cells at work because even though cells at work still is pretty great. I'm kind of worried about it because it's starting to become formulaic. And it's extremely formulaic. It's, it's always it's extremely formulaic. And I'm very worried about that because I feel like if it if it sticks to a formula, it's gonna get boring. And if it gets boring, it, I'm gonna drop it, and I don't want to do that. It has not gone boring yet, and, I'm, so, and I don't and I don't think it will. Is it's it's a formula? It's like one of the, it's a formula show that you are able to not get boring, bored with because there's just so much creativity and different stuff and there's different different elements in there. Like each episode differentiates itself enough to really stand on its own. I'm just I'm just hoping that, you know, something comes along to shake things up a little bit, like maybe a, a two-parter or maybe there's a big bad by the end. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just hope it does something big enough to really shake the foundation yeah. so that it I stays interesting. One, the influential episode was going to be a two-parter. I thought Is it that... was too, because it, it seemed to end on a cliffhanger with like type A showing up and them getting overwhelmed. I'm like, that... oh man, cliffhanger, what's, what's going to happen next week? And then the preview was like, oh, food poisoning. And I'm like... Oh, so so it was just a gag. I, it was just a gag. Okay, it, it was just a false ending. Okay, it was just it, it, from what I understand, it was supposed to be funny. And I like, was more confused because I legit thought it was going into a two-parter, but apparently yeah, I not. Think, yeah, same. But uh, apparently, it was supposed to be funny. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, Japan's weird. Um, yeah, Japan's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> I have two shows specifically I want to talk about. I know what I you're going to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, uh, to talk, I have two shows to talk about. First up is Revu Starlight. I have not uh, started watching it yet because I'm waiting for the dub to see if I like it or not. Oh, holy fuck. Okay, so this show is the brainchild of... It is the brainchild of... Well, technically it's the brainchild of a committee, but uh, it's the brainchild... Of uh, of to- uh, Tomohiro Furukawa, who's one of Ikuhara's people, Iku Ikuhara's uh, proteges, and I love Ikuhara. He's one of my favorite uh, animation directors working today. Uh, and he's got a new show coming out next year, and I'm very very excited to see Shane watch Ik- an Ikuhara show for the first time because uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, but also. Uh, but uh, the big thing about it is that it's about the uh, the basic gist of it is about uh, all these girls. They go to a school for a drama. Not uh, they. Uh, it's not, it's not an idol show. Just putting that out there. Okay, technically it is. It, um, it, but it's not because <laughs> it like it, it is. It focuses on all the different aspects of theater performance. So theater performance, and I'll get into that. But it it basically isn't okay. It. In terms of structure and characters, it's very much an idol show. So it's 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 not trying to be like, yeah, oh, this isn't this is like some kind of revolutionary. It's, it's definitely an idol show, but what the makes it different is that it's a show. It's not just a show about theater students; it's a show about theater itself. 
because everything from the entire show is like presented in the vein of like a melodramatic play and the entire thing show in the and all the battles take all the battles take place on a stage uh and when and it's it's almost like it's almost like the battles themselves are on stage while everything else is like backstage well the ba- well the battles themselves are auditions the audition the auditions and people and uh the and it's almost it basically it's a representation of the bloodthirsty nature of how of performance on yeah, how of how some, theater works on how theater is theater is not fun for some people because theater is very very competitive yep, so extremely extremely so and uh so so not it's got so of course it's got all the the thematic depth I love, but also it's animated. It's fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, the animation. <laughs> this is, is a stunning. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous looking show. Um, the music is, oh my god, uh, best soundtrack of the of the year. Easy. Um, of, oh, of the year, huh? Easy, easy soundtrack. Better, of the year. better uh, than Megalobox. Uh, my, my previous was Violet. Violet. Uh, for soundtrack. Well, my, mine's uh, Megalobox so far because uh, Megalobox is up there, but mine was Violet. Um, yeah, but this is if it, if the song if the songs stay as good as they were in those first three episodes, this will be an easy uh, best of year track and insert song as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it, the this, the music in this show is fantastic. Uh, I'm very very excited. Apparently, this was the uh, the studio that did this. this. Is the same studio that did Made in Abyss. So they're just killing it recently. Oh, I yeah, did they, not know that. They also did Barakamon. Um, they also did uh, Tokyo Magnitude uh, Eight. So they are uh, wow, incredible. They're, they're uh, killing it, um, and I love it. Uh, so I am very very excited to see what they do with it. Let me the other show. Let me let what? me just bef- let me interrupt you first. Let me just say that. <laughs> Uh, this show was not at all on Matt's radar before I brought it up because I saw the trailer and I was like, guys, this looks incredible. We need to watch this. And then Matt was like, eh? <laughs> and then he heard the review saying it was freaking amazing. And he's like, okay, I'll check it out. And now look where he fucking is, Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just have to take the opportunity to rub it in everyone's face that I was fucking right about this shit. <laughs> When no uh, one else even batted an eye at it, I I saw the brilliance in it. No one wanted to believe me. No one listens to me when I'm right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. You're better than us. <laughs> you're better you're than all you smart. peasants. You you fucking king you. Uh, <laughs> king of anime. If I, um, the second show I want to talk about is not nearly as good. I think I think I know which one you're going to talk about because it's the uh, it's a it's the I'm back on my bullshit show. That's what that is. Uh, it's uh, all right. So there's a show out cut airing right now. It's called Island. I knew it. I knew it was going to be called, Island. It's called Island, and this show. Uh, it's weird. It's it's weird because like. It's not stellar, but it's not terrible. It's like riding the middle line, like yeah, really not, well. It's not stellar. There's some stuff about it I really fucking that's really fucking stupid. Uh, but that's not the reason why it's 
the back of my bullshit anime. No, this, the reason why this is on back of my bull, this is the anime that I'm that I really do not care if it's good or not, and I'm gonna watch every second of it. I'd love it. Is the fact that it's basically a it, it it's an old school. It's in the vein of like an of one of those old school visual novel adaptations from like the late two thousands, early two thousand and tens. And so for like the longest time, what? So like Danganronpa. Uh, no, not like we're talking more Clanad, that's canon, a, that, and that stuff. To be fair, that's the only real VN adaptation yeah. I. Um, Danganronpa's more recent. Uh, Danganronpa's more recent, and Danganronpa is very different. So, the, we're talking like Clanad, canon, yeah, like all that old stuff, like the standard like guy has amnesia, or guy moves into a new town, or, or guy, guy is a time traveler. Guy is a time traveler, or in the case of air, guy is a bird. Um, <laughs> guy. Is okay, a I gotta watch. I gotta watch this shit. Guy is a reincarnated bird from a from a different from the medieval times. I gotta um, fucking watch this shit. Uh, I, uh, Island. Uh, he uh, he and he's a time, but he has amnesia. So in this, he has the double whammy. He has amnesia, and he so has he's, he's a, a time ta- traveler. He's a time traveler who came back from the future to do something very important, but he doesn't remember what it is. He doesn't remember, and he has flash. He has he has and he has flashes of. His pat of like what of his memories, and he's not sure exactly what they are. Of him sexually he's, assaulting underage girls. Of of him of him uh, of him. I don't know if they're sexually assaulting because it seems consensual. Um, as, at least in the at least in the flash and at least in the flashbacks they seem. Consensual. But then he's they but probably then, are. But then in the present he's like, well, I gotta stay true to history, and then he tries to kiss Karen while she's passed <laughs> out. Thinking this, this show- is perfectly acceptable, I'm just following history. Following history, so so so. Also, the, uh, I want to talk about the police officer in this show because this is the worst police officer in the history of anime. <laughs> he just does not give a garbage shit. Garbage police officer. This police officer fucking asked him like, oh, I, I, you know, what the fuck? Where the fuck you come from? The future? Oh, okay. okay, okay. All right, checks out. It's like this is obviously a crazy. Here's man. the CD that you covered your junk with. <laughs> uh, so so he gets picked up by uh by uh wow what the fuck is it uh, Rina by Rina this uh, which is like this white haired girl who's very cute Rina uh, Rina is her name Rina and she's like yo so you don't have anywhere to go because the island doesn't like uh, outsiders be my servant. <laughs> So he be, he becomes their maid basically, <laughs> and now and uh, we find out that she believes that fucking he is like the reincarnation of some of ancient like the fucking of some of uh, uh the re- that she and him are the reincarnation of a couple from a, a millennia ago that were eventually that were separated due to uh, due to jealousy. So. Uh, and it's, 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 so if you can guess what, if you can quickly summarize what this show is, it's basically every light, not basically every visual novel adaptation years ago. And I love it. It's not, <laughs> I don't know. It's not bad. I'll be honest. It's not, okay. It's not bad. There's some good stuff about it. The art style and animation are really RCM. good. Um, this was done by Studio Feel who did Hinamatsuri last season. So yeah. the yeah. quality's there. Uh, yeah. Directing's not amazing uh but it's uh it's good enough it's good to help you go through it 
the voice acting on both ends of the spectrum, dub and sub, are really good. Yeah, we're watching this dub. I'm watching this dubbed, and uh, it's a little still. Okay, it's a little stilted, but it reminds me of like the v, the v, of the VN voice acting. So I I, it, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's like it fits. It fits. Um, and most of the stilted comes from uh, from uh, Vinay's voice actress. Uh, but uh, you have uh, and uh, the only thing I can t- like the, a lot of like the like this is definitely good. I don't care. This show is this show good and it's gonna end up being good? Probably not. <laughs> but I don't really <laughs> care because one, I'm actually interested to see where they take this. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very interested to see where they go with the story with the story in this. And second, I just love I love this type of garbage. This is I love this garbage. So it's one of so this is definitely no matter what this is definitely my guilty pleasure show of the season. Yeah, like here's the, here's the thing with Island. I love this um cuz I started I w- I waited for the the simul dub to start and I watched the first episode and by the end of it I was like it didn't blow me away, but it did just enough to keep me interested so that I want to watch more. So that's okay. a victory in my book. Yeah, it is a victory. It is book, and plus, I'm uh, plus uh, uh, plus uh, Karen is easily the best girl in this show. I'm 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 torn otherwise. between Karen and Renee because I thought yeah. I thought Renee was going to be my best girl, but then Karen showed up, and I was like, Karen is hmm, the soon. You're the kind of soon I'm into. I'm. I you're just also like- underage. <laughs> You're also under eight. So is Jiro, though. So like, there's that. They're all game. under. Why are they all under age? Because in, in Japan they're legal, so that's why. Because Japan's <laughs> like, stupid. Because Japan's. Stupid. You want to fuck a fifteen-year-old? Go for it, bro. Well, te- well, te- uh, well okay, no, technically, but like, but there's it's, it's, it's we're not getting into. No, we're not getting Japan. into that. Moving on. No. Okay, moving on. And uh, that's really all I want to talk about, pretty much. Because this is the two shows that really stood out to me. Yeah. Everything um, else is basically the same quality. Yeah. So. I was just waiting for Island to start simuldub. Speaking of simuldubs, great segue, me. Thanks, me. Um, <laughs> the simuldubs finally got underway. With so, the exception of Attack on Titan. Which you know, we'll, get, we'll get to in a couple weeks. But um, in terms of what I've been watching... Uh, Angels of Death, Hanebato, and Chio School Road started. All right, let's. Uh, I, Shane's gonna rant for a second. No, I'm I'm gonna get the good shit out of the way before I get to that. <laughs> um, uh, Angels I of Death. Any of them, so. Angels of Death. You said on a stream we did on my channel a couple days ago that this is the most dropped show of the season so far. Yeah. It's not bad. Like I'm enjoying it for what it is. I get that it's probably. A situation where the game is better and they're leaving a lot of the that out a of it. Game. Yeah, um, the game is a mobile game. Yeah, it's so it's I an don't... RPG maker game. So <laughs> temper your expectations, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I I, I I I totally understand that this is probably a situation where the game's better and they leave shit out of the anime that was in the game. But at the same time, the the adaptation isn't bad in its own right. Like it's pretty good. I mean, Zack Scythe Man is the best part of it, so... Yeah. <laughs> and also, since I was watching Dub, Dub's pretty good. Um, Dallas Reed is Zack. Dallas Reed. Dallas Reed's been really killing so, it. So, so fucking Zack is just basically a demented 
Asta with a scythe. That's uh, is implying Asta isn't already demented. Imagine uh, if he was more demented to the point of murder. That's aw- That's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> um, animation is great. Artwork is great. Dub's pretty good. We'll have to see where this goes in terms of quality, but so far it's doing enough to keep me wanting to watch more. So again, victory in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, the standout, one of the standouts of the season so far, Hane Bado. Which I need to watch this. Matt has not started yet, and you really need to, man. I haven't started it yet. I need to. You really I, need to because, oh I my love, fucking god! What shows? So, oh my fucking god, Hanabato's great. I mean, I I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, this is boring. It's too. It goes too deep into the character drama right away. It doesn't give me enough reason to care." And I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> I Please. think they want. They, they, here's the thing: if it's a full female cast, there's going to be a hint of people just there to see boobs. So, True. but here's the thing: it doesn't focus on the boobs. Exactly. That's why people are disappointed. It, they don't want. It care. focuses want on and the. Then we say fuck you. Yeah, it focuses on the story and it focuses on the characters, and I really appreciate that because we said in our preview that this was this gave this gave me casual vibes specifically. I only said that because of how it looked. It looked very Keijo-like. This is the furthest fucking thing from Keijo. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a complete 180. Because this show it, this show focuses solely on character drama. How these characters interact, the issues that they're presented, and how they plan to solve them. And I really like that. And the sports is just the backdrop for all of this. Like, it's all connected through badminton. So... And speaking of badminton, the badminton sequences are fucking amazing. The animation in this show in general is freaking phenomenal. Like, it's the perfect mix of stylized art style with really fluid, realistic animation. Like, like when you watch the show, you'll get what I'm saying. But when they're actually playing badminton, it looks like real-ass people playing badminton. That's how, like, intricately detailed the animation is. And it really adds a lot to the experience because it makes everything have such a weight behind it. It makes everything feel like it matters, whether it's on the court or off. I, which is good because I like badminton. Yeah. I and used to play badminton, actually. I, so. Badminton was my best sport in school. Badminton so. is fucking fun. Yeah, it's fucking fun as shit. Badminton. Fucking fun as shit. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but th- this show's great. Um, it's got a lot of great characters. It's got a great lead who has a lot of uh, who has a lot of depth behind her, and she she's got a chip on her shoulder, and it feels like it's it's it feels like it's not properly uh, vented out. It, it feels like she's just angry for the sake of being angry, but there's a lot of like. Oh, I there's... relate to her then already. Yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of depth behind her character where there's a lot there's a lot more. Uh, psychological things going on behind the scenes that yeah, really explains why she acts the way this she is, does. This is classified as a sane, and so they're able oh, yeah. to get darker stuff. If they oh yeah, really it's it, to. like right off the bat, it, it, it shows. Hey, this is going to be a more mature series. We're going to be focusing on things like PTSD and fucking uh, images of self worth and all that bullshit. So if you came yeah. here for stupid shonen sports, leave. <laughs> Goodbye. Because it's got it's got those really amazing badminton sequences, but it's not super shonen-y. Like it feels like 
again, real people playing badminton. And that mixed with all the character drama and how they relate that back to badminton, how it's all tied in this neat little bow. This is in my top three for the season, and I wouldn't be surprised if it stays there. Because if it keeps if it keeps up this level of quality, it's definitely going to be one of the best. Yeah. Now time for the bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay. Shane did not like this at so, all. So... I was waiting for the dub to start before I watched this because um, Matt told me that people were uh, comparing it to Hinamatsuri, and anyone who watched the podcast before knows I fucking loved Hinamatsuri. It's one of my favorites of the last season. So I watched the first episode of Chio's School Road. Mm. Shane did not like this show. This, I fucking hate this show, dude. Like, I'm I'm so disappointed that Spencer isn't here so that him and I can get into, like, this heated debate on Chio School Road. Because this is one of the shows he's really enjoying, and you know what? I'll respect his opinions if he likes it. Good on him. I could not, I, I could not get into this show at all. Mm. One, I did not find any of the humor funny. And like Matt said, this is a, this is a prime example of how subjective humor is. But for me, I did not find any of the humor funny. I did not laugh a single time during the entirety of the first episode. Uh, presentation overall is very average. Like, it doesn't look bad, but it's also not anything, like, blowing me away. Um, the voice acting is fucking atrocious, specifically Chio. Because I... You watched dub, right? I watched dubbed, yes. And that yeah, might... I, I wasn't going to watch this dub anyways. I watched, saw sub because... I want I I, to I watch listened dub. to a bit of the dub here uh, before this uh, couple of all yesterday. So that way I can have some context. Uh, I definitely prefer the sub on this one. Yeah, I... I I'll only let you know that now. I only wanted to watch dub because of the Hina Monstery comparison. Because I fucking love the dub of Hina Monstery. This Monster is definitely three. a show you need to watch. This is definitely a show I feel does not work in dub. Yeah. At all. But, oh my um, god, dub is not great. Uh, Chio is so fucking annoying. Like, shut up! For fuck's sake! As, and that just brings me back to my biggest part, my biggest pet peeve with the show, is that everything feels forced. Like, everything about the humor, the way the characters act, the situations, they all feel incredibly forced. Like, nothing in the show feels natural or organic. Like, oh, this is just a natural progression, this is how we got here. No, it's like, yo... The, the road's blocked, so I could just go around it, or I could climb on rooftops like the super ninja assassin that I am in my video game world. Like, stop. Stop. It's, it, there's, no, there's no through line there. Like, I get it's supposed to be played up for comedy, but when the comedy, in my opinion, is not good, it just feels completely unnecessary, and, like, they threw it in there just because. Like, this entire show feels like the writers knew their jokes weren't funny, so they felt like if they delivered them in the most over-the-top way possible, that maybe they could pass by, but it didn't work for me. It, it did not get through for me, whether, whether it was over-the-top or not. All of it feels forced, and none of it is entertaining. And then there's the unnecessary fan service, which is like, why is this here? Like, there is more than one character, including Chio, our main character, who's a first-year high schooler, that j there are just gratuitous shots 
of giant tits jiggling around for no reason. And I'm like, A, this is making me feel uncomfortable. B, you're just throwing this in here because why not? And C, this has no place here. Like, she's fucking 14. Why does there need to be a shot of under her arm, her playing video games, where her tits are jiggling while she's playing video games? Why? Because Japan, that's Japan why. is stupid! <laughs> I hate them! <laughs> God! <laughs> this show Shane broke is, me. Like, this holy fuck. Like, I can't get over... Like, this is... Again, this is purely my opinion. You could be like Spencer and go into the show and enjoy it for what it is and not let all of this stuff bother you. But I'm sorry, I couldn't. Like, everything about this show just rubbed me in the wrong way like i didn't find the humor funny it's got gratuitous fan service for no reason it all feels incredibly forced and unnatural the main character is annoying as shit animation is average the op was a banger though i will give it that much credit. op is a banger yes op is a banger i'll give it that much credit that's all the credit i can give it though because i'm sorry that first episode was more than enough for me i, I watched it i hated it i knew the show wasn't gonna be for me so I dropped it. Yeah, this was a this was that that was something. This was a Shane rant. Everybody, everybody, everybody. it's always fun when a Shane rant comes around because it's so. He, my rants are so much different from everyone else's rants. Fucking your rant was you. You were angry. You were this show. This show made me uncomfortable and visibly angry. Like. When there's more than one character with giant tits for no reason, who their sole purpose is to just stand there and have them jiggle because, haha, tits! Like, immediately you've lost me there. Like, stop it. Go away. That couple with everything else that I mentioned that I just didn't like, yeah, I hate this show. I don't want to watch any more of it. I will not watch any more of it. So there. Alright. So, uh, so, so there's, the, so that's, uh, so that was a Shane rant, everybody. There's that. Hope you, hope you enjoyed Shane d- d- having an aneurysm. Timestamp uh, that. Time, we, we are going to uh, timestamp Shane's aneurysm. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that's everything we need to talk about during the. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. All right. And I, because I want to get into the news because we got a lot to talk yep. about. So let's do it. Let's get into the news. All right. So first piece of news. Uh, we got, okay. This week, you know, this pocket, we're going to be, there's just, it's a lot of announcements. So we're going to try to rapid fire a lot of these, give our brief thoughts on different th- uh, the shows and whatnot. Uh, so uh, for those who are looking forward to the My Hero Two Heroes film, uh, oh, yes. you're in luck. You're in luck because uh, Funimation Films announced that it will screen the My Hero Academia 2 Heroes anime film in more than four days on Canada on September 25th, 26th, 27th, 29th, and October 2nd. Screenings on the 25th, 27th, and 29th will be English dubbed, while the sub showings will be on the 26th and 2nd for those who want to watch it that way. So if you want to watch the My Hero film, it is available too. It will be coming out at the end of September. So get get hyped. Mm-hmm. 
very soon actually the movie just came out in japan as we're recording this it comes out today in japan. yeah it comes out it comes out today august 3rd in japan yeah. japan which means that this will be basically less than two months after the movie comes out in japan this is gonna so be like a very... month and three weeks yeah and dubbed too so which yeah, means that they fully probably... dubbed yeah which is i i i think that's pretty great so... Fun funimation is really on top of that shit now so yeah yeah, that's on top of that shit. So, but I'm looking forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Uh, oh, yeah. If plans go through, there will be a special gap right after we see the movie. There will be nothing but a pure discussion on the My Hero movie. If you and so get, look forward to that. Uh, Bone. That was not the only announcement invo involving a Bone show, though. Uh, they announced the official Twitter account on the. For the uh, Bungo Stray Dogs anime series revealed on Thursday, Saturday that the anime will be getting a third season. The staff originally made the announcement at a screening of the Dead Apple film. Uh, because that is coming out in Japan. Because that has just come out in Japan. This is the part where Spencer would be freaking the fuck out. This is out. the part where Spencer would be freaking out. Unfortunately, Spencer is not here. So, I am, so, so today, I am going to imitate Spencer... <laughs> Oh, here we for go. Every, for everyone live on Oh, here we go. Let, here we All go. Right. I'm, re I'm ready. <clears throat> there we go. That's Spencer. Flawless. Flawless execution. Because Spencer would make that noise. He would make that noise. He'd be like, ooh. Ooh. Uh, he would make totally that noise. I have not seen Bungo. Neither have I, but... I do plan on seeing Bungo. At some yeah, point. we'll see. Um, end of this podcast. Oh, okay. right. um, we'll get into the, we'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> I, am, I am tempted. I know we will. I will plan on. I do plan on seeing Bungo at some point, though. Yeah, it's been on I, my list for quite a long time. So yeah, it's my sister actually just recently watched season one of Bungo, and she said, "Dude, you need to watch this." End quote. Yeah, all right, and I'm like, so, okay, all right, all right. So. Uh, so that's hap so that show is happening. Uh, our next piece of news involves a show that well not a show but a project that or we have talked about in the past. Um, they announced that a new Digimon project is happening. Well, they oh, just boy. revealed what that Digimon project is. We all speculated it was Tamers, another Tamers. We are wrong. It's a sequel to Try. Digimon, uh, digital monsters, give us more money, please. Thanks. Yeah, uh, it is a sequel to Try. Um, and it's in this, it will involve a 22-year-old main character. It will be the first Digimon show with an adult. Right. I, yeah, I saw this. I saw the screenshots where, like, unlike Pokemon, Digimon's humans actually age. Yeah, Digimon Pokemon actually age. Um, they will be, and it will be part of the, it, and it will be a part of the 21st anniversary of the series. Wow, oh, 21st, that's, that's weird. 20, 20, 20th. I oh, okay. I, 21st was a... I was going to say, what, was well, 21st anniversary celebration. That's weird. I've never seen that no, before. It's, it's the 20th anniversary celebration. It will be for that. And it's a film project. It's a not. Yeah. It's another series of films. Uh, just like Try. Uh, Try ended up shitting the bed at the end, so I hope that it doesn't do that. But well, uh, you, you can watch all of it on Crunchyroll now. <laughs> you, can, you can watch it, all of it on Crunchyroll um, if you're a fan of Digimon, I, I highly recommend actually watch. If you're a fan of shitting the bed, you're. I also recommend watching it. <laughs> if you do, uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, that. But 
if you're a fan of Digimon, I bet you're probably excited for this. I am a fan of Digimon, so I'm excited for this. You are not a fan of Digimon, so you can care less. I don't have a, I don't have a huge connection to Digimon. I was more of a Pokemon kid growing up, so same, same. So I didn't um, really I didn't really get into Digimon. I remember watching the first. I remember still having the first movie on VHS. I think I still have it somewhere, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in like 18 years. So right. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Next piece of news involves a uh, involves uh, so earlier I think last year like I think like early last year this is uh, this is from a while ago mm-hmm. um, around the time the Ghost in the Shell movie was coming they uh, production IG announced that there was going to be a new Ghost in the Shell anime coming uh, you know got to get on that uh, got to get on that uh, the, uh, pe- the the eventually found out to be non-existent hype for the live action film. Um, but uh, but of course we have a, there's a new Ghost in the Shell anime coming, and they recently announced more de- some more details on it. On the Ghost in the Shell anime, it will probably will be next year. It will be in 2019, and that it will f- it will have two 12 episode seasons. The first season will be directed by Kenji Kayama, who directed who had previously worked on Ghost in the Shell with Standalone Complex, and also directed Eden of the East. And and the second season will be directed by Shinji Aramaki, who is best known as the director of the Appleseed franchise. While also well, he, while also while, while, and he was also a designer for the for Standalone Complex and Arise, and also work has worked on the new Ava franchise. So Shane, I'm very curious to you because I don't know how much experience with Ghost of the Shell you actually have. I've only um, <clears throat> I've only seen, seen the original film. I've only seen the original film. That's basically it. What are your thoughts on the original film? I'm very curious. Well, it's a them. well, it's a classic. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, in terms of like anime films, it's definitely up there in like my top three. It's yeah. there's just so much going on in it, and it says so much that <laughs> it's 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 really hard to ignore all the commentary that it it. it presents it, it's great it's a definitely a rewatch one you have to rewatch it to really get it yeah uh uh and no uh, i do one of the things i love about it is that even though it's, it's from 1995 the animation is so the animation so is arguably good. better than most anime today yeah uh and it's 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 amazing and plus it's only it's a short watch like 82 minutes yeah it's, so. it's not very long um, yeah, but if it, it it's dense, it's very dense. It's extremely dense. Like put on your thinking caps, boys and girls. It's very very dense. Ghost in the Shell has always been dense, so do not watch Ghost in the Shell if you don't want to be a like the like. Don't go into Ghost in the Shell thinking that oh, this is just something that I'm gonna watch because I'm bored. I'm just gonna turn my brain off and enjoy. No, stop it. You're doing yeah. yourself a disservice. You have to they do to put on your thinking caps. Pay attention. To be feel smart afterwards, forgetting it. Um, you know what? People who talk about how the first Ghost in the Shell movie is complicated. Honestly, I never found the first Ghost in the Shell movie complicated. I it's it's just dense. Like if you pay attention, it's pretty simple what they're trying yeah. to do. Yeah, like it's not, it's very clear what they're trying to do with yeah. it. It's not it just it's pretty obvious. It just overloads you with information to make it think that it's confusing. There's a lot of techno. But... There's a lot of techno babble. That's what yeah. it is. There's a lot of like random it, techno babble so like it overloads you with information to give the illusion that it's uh you know confusing but it really isn't it really isn't it's really it, it i mean yes it's a i mean yes it's about a the rise of ai and 
sentience, but like it's pretty much in essence, it's pretty much like a fu- and if you want to compare it to genre, it's pretty much like it's basically Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, that's it's what Blade it Runner the anime before Blade Runner got an anime. So before Blade Runner got an anime, which if you have not seen the Blade Runner anime, fucking do that. It's on um, Crunchyroll. Go for it. It's Crunchyroll. It's like twenty minutes. It's like, um, actually, I'll look. I'll look that up because I'm not. I think exactly it's like sure I think it's like that. short. I think maybe like ten minutes. I don't know. If you're a fan of Blade, if you it's uh, it connects to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. If you haven't seen it, fucking do it. It's directed by the guy who did Cowboy Bebop. It's actually fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um. And just coming from someone who's probably the biggest fucking Blade Runner fan you'll ever meet. Um, I love those. I love Blade Runner. So definitely, definitely watch it. But yeah, Ghost in the Shell's coming back. Two 12-episode seasons. I'm very, very happy. I'm very sad. It's They confirmed it's not a continuation of Standalone Complex. That makes me very sad. But uh, uh, but I'm still very looking forward. Oh, to wow. Else. Okay, that's super short. Yeah, the Blade the Blade Runner anime is only sixteen minutes. Sixteen. Oh, so there's no excuse. Go watch it. No, so it, it it's very short. So go watch it. Um, in other in, in more news, uh, the official uh, they announced uh, the official Twitter account for the Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans anime announced teased on Thursday that there will be a continuation of Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, they also posted an illustration that is a brand new illustration of like a new mech design. So we're getting more Iron Blooded Orphans uh, for those Gund- for Gundam fans. New uh, season or movie or we don't know because because I know you want to watch Iron Blooded. Yeah. Um. They can't do a second. Se- they can't do a sequel. So. Um. They can't. So. It do do a thing. This is either going to be a prequel. Or it's going to be a very distant sequel. Um, knowing Gundam, it could be either or, because it's Gundam. Um, but in any case, uh, Iron Blooded Orphans will probably be... It's probably going to be a movie. Um, so it's probably going to get a movie. And I'm very, very excited to see what they do with it. Gundam is... one. Uh, the When Gundam is good, it's very good. When Gundam is bad, it's very bad. But So let's hope it is the, it is the former. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Everything's getting a movie now, so it would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, let's now let's talk about probably the one of the bigger pieces of news of the week, and that is the Promised Neverland just gave us a bunch of fucking details on what its anime is going to be like. Promised Neverland. They just uh, they just unveiled uh, character art for all their major characters, uh, and they announced the cast. They also announced who is directing it, and the director is Mamano Kanabe, best known as the director of Elfin Lead. Oh, um, this will be interesting. Uh, he's directed a couple <laughs> of other things before too. He uh, he was uh, he, uh, other things too. He's worked on a bunch of other stuff, uh, but mainly he's best known as the director of Elfin Lead. Um, he was all he worked, and uh, surprisingly, he was also an episode director for Pocano. Um, uh, Bacano. and he worked, and he's also uh, worked on. Uh, he he worked on Occultic Nine, um, but his be- um, but he will be directing it, and it will be animated by Clo- uh, CloverWorks. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, CloverWorks, so it's, it's going to be a CloverWorks anime. Writing it, and the, the composer will be Taka uh, Takahiro Obata, who who has worked on a total of nothing. For the most part, 
but currently he's best he but he's right now best known for doing work for one piece so okay, okay. so the the anime will air in january so it's a winter it's going to be a winter it's show be a winter show it's going to be a winter show and considering how popular uh Plavis neverland is manga wise this is definitely going to be a must watch so i will i will I'm, most definitely be checking this out I've heard very, very good things about Prom. So I'm very looking forward to it. Uh, the director can still have not me read a little bit. Still have not read any of the manga, so. Yeah, I'll, I'm definitely going to be reading it uh, if I like it. If I like the anime, I'll, re- I'll definitely 100% read uh, the manga. Because it's, it's one of the more popular, newer Shonen uh, Jump series, right? Yeah, and it's very, it's very different from other Jump manga. It's a lot darker than other Jump manga. I like, like dark Shonen. It's ex- it's a it's ex- it's it, some people are like is this a shonen? If some people are like this feels it's like Death Note in that way. It does not feel like a shonen. I love Dark Shonen. Redirect to Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter feels like a shonen though. That's true, but uh, but um, but uh, Promise Neverland it's coming. Um, I'm definitely gonna be watching it. Yeah, this Direct is gonna be. Director concerns me a bit. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say this is interesting because you personally despise Elfin Lead. I don't despise it. I think it's I think some of it's good, but like it's one of I think it's definitely one of the most overrated shows I've ever seen. Like in terms, it's definitely an oh, it's extremely overrated to me. I don't, I really don't like Elfin Lead. And yeah, it's, you 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 do not like Elfin Lead. Uh, yeah. So I so I. The director concerns me a bit, but I think that Elfin Lead was working on shaky source material to begin with, so I'm going to reserve judgment on that. You had yeah, something to good say. good call. You said it was interesting. No, I said it was interesting because of the director. Yeah, because uh, the director. Because again, uh, I, I get you don't it. Like I get Elfin it Lead, so yeah, I derive, I get it though because I heard Promise Neverland is pretty dark, so I and deals with some fucked up shit. So I am. So I'm not surprised. Uh, speaking of uh, fucking you up, uh, your name. Um, oh no. <laughs> um, the anime film director Makoto Shinkai teased on his Twitter account Thursday that he is working on a new film for next year. Um. So, uh, and that's the news. There's a film coming next year <laughs> I, cool. from Makoto Shinkai. That's all we need. <laughs> Yep, that's all I need. I'm gonna go watch it in theaters and probably cry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, he commented that it's probably. Uh, I love. He commented his next work would probably be about young boys and girls and adolescents. So wow! Whoa! Holy crap! Shinkai shaking things up a bit. So every single one of his damn movies. Makoto Shinkai. <laughs> Uh, fucking, unless they're younger, unless he's talking, like, unless he's, ta- unless he's talking, like, fucking, like, um, Takagi-san like stuff, like, Talk- they're fucking in, like, middle school, okay. Alright. Middle school? No, because otherwise, it's like, come on, dude. Because, like, dude, like... <laughs> have you seen your name? Yeah, have you seen your own movies? <laughs> he doesn't like your name, though, did you know that? Yeah, I know he doesn't. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's not complete, it's not the way I want it. Shut up, Shinkai. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shinkai. I think it's favorite one of his movies. I forget what his favorite one. I think it's like fucking play, uh, children lost, like lost voices or something like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you mean the Ghibli riff off? 
Yeah, I think that's one. To, I, that, that one I think is his favorite. That's weird. The, the Shinkai maybe, is a weird. Maybe he wants he wants to be Miyazaki so bad that he's just like he you know what Miyazaki do so bad that he makes your name is like from I'm pretty imagine I can just imagine the pitch. It's like he does your name. He's not happy with it, and then it makes a bajillion fucking dollars mm-hmm. because it's like the most successful anime film like of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and then he's like, stop. He, he I think he. Benton, he told people to stop going to go see his movie. Yeah, I remember like reading that. He's like, everyone, stop going to see my movie because it's not finished and it's not the product that I wanted. So stop giving it's me stop, money. <laughs> stop giving me money. I th- I just think that's funny. I, I, I don't he know. Is like, he is like the most humble fucking man on the planet. If he's, he's doing humble that to the shit. point, he's humble to the point where it's like, okay, dude, stop, please. <laughs> yeah, just stop. I like your movie. Just take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I like your movie. Uh, but yeah, no, but the Koto Shinkai new film, I'm gonna watch it. Um, uh, 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 more news Tiger and Bunny is getting the Tiger and Bunny is getting a new anime. Well, two actually is getting a bunch of them, actually. So <gasps> the one they announced is this going to be called the Double Decker Doug and, and uh, Kirill. Um, it's going to be set, it's going to be an anime that is not a sequel to Tiger and Bunny, but it's set. In the universe of Tiger and Bunny, so it's like a spinoff. It's about detectives. Huh. Detectives uh, with Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> detectives with, but uh, it's Tiger and Bunny, so expect a lot of Pepsi. Dete- Detective Tiger and Bunny, sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by ass. <laughs> Uh, they will premiere. The anime will premiere in Japan this fall, so it's going to be a fall show. Okay, so okay. it's going to be it's going to be this year. And Crunchyroll has con- Crunchyroll picked it up too. Uh, so they're simulcasting. So, yeah, simulcasting. Crunchyroll picked it up. So uh, if you're a fan of Tiger and Bunny, watch definitely watch this. Uh, who who dubbed Tiger and Bunny? Uh it was Viz. It was Viz. Okay, so which means that it might be a little bit for Viz to pick this up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and dub and actually dub it. So this is definitely going to be one that if you want to watch it as it's airing, you got to sit. Gotta, you gotta, gotta watch sub. Your, gotta watch sub because it's going to because it's Viz and they never they never simul dub things. Gotta go to Crunchyroll.com/ass to get your free forty six and a quarter day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium. Uh, if you're watching a show in the middle of that uh, quarter and the time runs out, well, guess what? You got to pay in the middle of the episode. Money. I'm very very sorry. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's happening. Um, uh, speaking of Jump, uh, they announced that uh, then that the uh, that uh, that the adaptation of one of their other anime, which is uh, other manga, which is Demon Slayer, uh, Kimitsu no Yaiba, uh, will be airing in spring of 2019. The big deal about this is that it's going to be animated by Studio Ufo Table. So ah. the same people. The, the Fate Zero people. Oh God! Okay, all right. So it's gonna. So what? It's going to look gorgeous. So it's gonna be Sakuga the anime times three. It's gonna be Sakuga the anime. Yeah. Um. If you know what, if you a brief description of what Demon Slayer is about, it's a dark fantasy. Um. Uh, and it's about a. Uh, it's about a. Uh, about a boy named Tanjiro who, who's. Uh, Tanjiro, whose sister gets to, who finds his family slaughtered and his sister gets turned into a demon. 
Um, I, but his but his sister still shows signs of human emotion and thought and all that kind. Of, so she's still human, but she's slowly turning into a demon. So this is a this is about him and his journey to turn his sister back into a human. And a lot of dark shit happens. That so sounds it's, like it's right up my alley. Uh, and it's uh, and. Uh, and it's extremely popular in Japan. It's vi- It's getting to the point where it's about to rival my hero in Japan. It's getting to that level of like, yeah, this this is this is the next. This is one of the next big ones. Well, so definitely, definitely watch this one. Um, I'm very very excited for it. I'm definitely going to be watching it. Since it's UFO table, I am not going to expect this to be a long runner because they do not do long runners. And if it is. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Me. But um, I'm very, very excited. And our final piece of news is lame as fuck, but I have to mention it. Um, Code Geass just announced what its project for the sequel to Code Geass, which is Code Geass Resurrection, um, is going to be. And everyone just assumed it was going to be a 25 episode season three because that's what it's like. This that was. Guess what, but bitch? It's one movie. It's a singular movie which will serve as a finale to the uh, to to not the series but these recap movies upcoming. So it's a rebel. It's it's less of a uh, sequel to the original show, but it's more of a Madoka Magic of Rebellion, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, Rebellion was fucking phenomenal, so... Rebellion was... But also, but also, this is pointless. <laughs> I want to... To me, to me, I feel like... The, 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 you get away with it with Rebellion because it was only like a couple... Like a year or two after the series had wrapped up. Mm-hmm. For Geass, it's been like a decade. So you would think that for Geass, it, they would do something bigger. I don't... But it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about this because I haven't seen Code Geass yet. I so. mean, the entire staff is back. It's the same director as the original series. It's the same composer, same everything, same, same key animator. It's basically the exact same staff. What studio does Code Geass? Sunrise. Okay. Studio Sunrise. So, money. Um, uh, I constantly make fun of them because they're based, they made like the milk things um, for all their worth. And I'm very, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Because I love Gios and I love and I've been heavily looking forward to this, but I'm very disappointed it's not a season. It, instead, it's a movie. I think that it's a waste of opportunity. And if it's a movie, that might mean that they, it might mean that it might not be enough interesting material with this idea to be a season, which concerns me. Actually, like what if, like what if they're just like, hey, we don't actually have that much of an idea. It's literally just a random. It's just like we just have like enough material for two hours, and that's it. Like that can like that concerns me to me, to be honest. So, but you know, I'm just worried because the ending of Code Geass season two is something is just amazing, and I want and I want it to stay that way. So, but that's our final piece of news, and that's all for the news this week. Wahoo! Which means, which means we can jump right in to our anime of the future anime of the week and oh boy do we have a doozy let me interrupt Um, real quick um mm -hmm. weren't you going to do sales stuff yes i was i forgot i completely completely you're welcome forgot about that shane is a lifesaver thank you shane um i have the format of this podcast ingrained into my brain (laughs) 
ingrained. Uh, we're gonna uh, we'll briefly briefly go over the sales. Uh, um, the big seller of the week was Full Metal Panic. The new the series, Invisible Victory. Invisible Victory, which actually to to give you some context, everything this week underperformed. So to give you some context, nothing this week did very well. Um, that's always lovely. No, uh, that's uh, yeah, nothing this week did very well. But if Full Metal Panic was the biggest seller. It sold a little bit under expect. It sold, it sold like a, a little bit under expectations. Uh, but then again, Full Metal Panic was never a big seller to begin with. So I don't know what they were thinking. Um. Another, but probably the biggest, probably the lowest uh, underperform. Probably the biggest, like one had the closest expectations was Golden Comrie. Golden Comrie did quite well this this. Uh, that's good. That's good. This time around, it did quite good. So Golden Comrie deserves it. Uh, high school, uh, high school DD also underperformed as well, uh, which is the first time in its franchise history it's underperformed, which could su- signal a. Uh, Disturbing, which could signal, which could signal that it may be time for High School DD's time is is running out. That just proves that anime isn't as lucrative and important as it used to be to people. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the big, the big disappointment this week though was Megalobox. That uh, fucking, Megalo- that <laughs> fucking angers me. Uh, it sold only three hundred and eighty-seven copies. Oh, Blu-rays. why Japan? Yeah, and that was and that's a, that was because and now is like forty three percent under overestimated too. It was forty three percent overestimated. Like I okay, I understand because when you watch Megalobox, that show is extremely western. Like and also, it's also a series is based on a. It's also inspired from a show from the. Yeah, it's from a. It's it, it's a cult, and over there, the show while the while she don't know Joe was a big deal at the time. It's not so much anymore over there. Yeah. So it's 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 so it's based on a old series, and also its presentation and execution is extremely Western. I understand why it didn't do well in Japan, but at the same time, that so makes me sad because Megalobox is incredible. Ba- uh, it wasn't as bad as the new Gundam show, which one hasn't been released on Blu-ray yet. Apparently, the Blu-ray release does not start till. Um, but the DVD for it sold only 168. Well, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> uh, uh, which is wait, it, so that Gundam, so Gundam died. Um, <laughs> Gundam is dead. <laughs> Gundam's not dead. Gundam will live forever. Gundam this, is this, dead. <laughs> pretty much everything this week, uh, with the exception of with the exception of Butler's underperformed. Uh, Butler's whoa, whoa, was, hold on. What? Butler's did not do very well. Uh, was only like 532, but that's still overestimates. It's uh, so, yeah. Oh my god! It outsold Megalobox. Yeah. What? Yeah, what is outsold. wrong with Japan? Do they not know good things? I don't know. Uh, all we know is is that uh, this season was also not very good. The only show that's doing that's gonna that's doing really well this season for sa- sales is uh, is Pretty Derby. That's the only one that's doing well. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, <laughs> I completely seen, I've, understand. I've heard good things about it, so I don't. I I I don't know. I just didn't watch it because it it looked dumb. Yeah, it looked uh, it looked pretty dumb. It looked pretty dumb. But I've heard I've heard it's good. So I've heard nothing that. but good things about it. So you know, maybe my judgment is just off. <laughs> Who knows? You know what? You know, I'll probably watch it by the end of the year. Just to, 
Um, like, you know, uh, just to get it out of the way. Um, but yeah, there's that. So, and with the end, now and we're actually, now with that, let's move on to our featured anime of the week. And oh, it's a doozy. Oh, it's a doozy. Um, it's a doozy. Ours, it's an action. It, ours is the action drama mecha romance sci fi anime, Darling in the Franks, written, uh, directed and written by Atsushi Nishigori, and also written by Na, uh, Naotaka Hayashi, Misa, Misahoki Otsuka, Rino Yama, and Hiro, uh, Hiroshi Seko. Five writers. Five writers. Five writers. It was the, it was a it was a three way collaboration between A One Pictures, CloverWorks, and Studio Trigger. It aired for twenty four episodes from January thirteenth, twenty eighteen, to July seventh, twenty eighteen. It's currently licensed by Funimation, and if you want to watch it, you can watch it in the description below. Uh, dubbed on Funimation now, and if you want to watch it subbed, it's on Crunchyroll. Fully so, dubbed and subbed. Both versions are complete at this point. So both versions are complete. So if you want to watch it, you can if you so desire. All right, so. Darling and the Frank, this is going to be an interesting one because Darling and the Franks is a show we have a lot of very strong opinions on while also having very different opinions on on specific elements of the show. So I'm very, very curious to see what Shane says about this. All right, so Shane, right off the gate, we're going to start with what are your initial thoughts out of Darling and the Franks? Initial thoughts uh, were positive because... Anyone who knows me knows I love Studio Trigger. I love all the work that they've done. They're one of my favorite animation studios. So when they came out and said that they were doing a new show starting in the winter season, 2018, I was incredibly excited. Uh, went back The first episode of the Gap reboot that we did, uh, when we went over all the winter shows, that was one of my highlights because it not only looked amazing, but it also felt like something completely different than what Trigger has done in the past. And that's mostly because of the collaboration between A1 and also Cloverworks, but it just looked like something so different for Trigger, it made me more interested to watch it. This actually was the show that finally got me into seasonal watching, because I was like, I haven't I haven't been watching seasonal shows at all up to this point. This is coming out, this show I want to watch. So I have Darling to thank, for getting me into the seasonal watching of anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't thank it for much else, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, initial thoughts were very positive. I enjoyed the premise of the show. I really liked, at the time, at least at the beginning, I liked the world that it was building. I love the characters. The, like, the characters are the highlight of this show. Like, yeah, Squad are. 13 is the highlight of the show, easily. Like, they all have such unique, varied personalities, and they all have their own motivations, and they are very clearly distinct from one another, which, in such a huge ensemble cast, I can very much appreciate, because a lot of anime that have huge casts, they all tend to blend together, but this show does a great job with differentiating its characters from one another. Uh, I like the overall premise and the story at the beginning. It was very, It was extremely laid back at the beginning, for the most part. Like, there was a lot of slice-of-life stuff uh, in the first half, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I very much appreciated how well it mixed the slice-of-life, just everyday stuff, with the more action-drama aspects of it. Um, The praise can't go on forever, though. 
Because some stuff happens. Because some stuff happens that we'll get into more detail later on. But yeah, um, the first three quarters of the show, uh, honestly, were like anime of the year contender. Because they did such a good job at presenting this world and these characters and all the interactions that they had between them really, really kept me invested in the show. I was huge. I was very much invested in the show. Um, the last quarter, not so much. Um, but again, we'll get into that more in depth later because there's a lot to talk about that. But initial impressions were very positive. Initial impressions for me were also very positive. Um, I had, uh, I remember first podcast I brought it up, I mentioned that it was literally Ava, but I didn't think of that as a bad thing because I love Ava and I love that style of Mecha. So the more, so I just, so I was like, this is up my alley and I watched it and I, for the long, for a while, as Darling kept going, I think Darling was the show I was most excited to watch every single week, every time it came out. Because you never really I was knew. was so excited. You never really knew where they were going to go with it. Yeah, they didn't do episode previews either, so it was like, it was, it was a, it was a very, it was a complete mystery as to how, how uh, episodes would continue, and I was in, I was Thank, the, the, honestly, for like the for the largest chunk of it, I was enthralled. Like I was just obsessed with trying to guess where Darling was gonna go. I was really loving the characters and the and the story and the world and the and the fights and literally everything. I was just like in love with the show. And then this last quarter happened, and I and I all that enthusiasm. Shat itself let's, and died. <laughs> let's just say the first eighteen episodes are a big thumbs up. As soon as nineteen hits, you backpedal the fuck out of there. You backpedal the hell out of there, and it never ever. Re- it did uh, not recover at all. No, <laughs> it never recovers, and it's it's uh, uh, there's a lot of reasons why that is. And we'll get it, into that. It there was a small glimmer of hope with episode twenty two that it might have solved things by the end, but uh, but then. Yeah, it just gets dumb, and uh, there's a lot of reasons for this, uh, both in in the in the show itself, but also in the production and from from what we under from what we understand from Darling, uh, the show had a very troubled production. It did. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot. Trigger and Cloverworks did not get along very well, uh, mainly because. Uh, they both have very different philosophies when it comes to making anime. Cloverworks is a very uh, uh, business-run uh, company where it's the bottom line, and like you gotta you gotta make what sells. Uh, while Trigger just kind of does whatever the fuck they want. Yep. Um, uh, damn the hell if it sells or not. Um, so Studio Trigger kind so they so Trigger bailed halfway through the show, and you can kind of tell. For the most part, uh, well, okay, kinda. First couple of episodes after they leave, that you you can't tell. But like, when episode, well, I think once the wedding arc starts, I think it starts to tell that they left. Because uh, that's when the show decides to go full Cloverworks. Um, but let's get into the specifics here, Shane. What's your favorite in the Franks? Huh. Okay. The thing with this episode is that neither of us rewatched this, correct? I didn't rewatch this, no. no. Because it's been so it's so recent that I have I had everything figured out in my head. So in terms of favorite episode, 
easily episode 13. Yeah, same. Because episode 13 is... Episode 13 is so jam-packed with thematic weight that it, it it's really hard not to get invested in what's happening on screen. Because this is the episode that shows heroes and zero two's backstory how they came to be and it it just does so much with so little like i i really really love this episode even if even people who didn't like this show like at the time it was like even when it was like like the like darling the franks has always been kind of been a contentious show with some people darling and the the, franks has always been bad yeah there's a lot of people like that but uh Episode thirteen is the one episode that was critically praised, like across that was like acclaimed yeah. across the board. Yeah, like, and you can, you can tell why. You can tell why yeah. because, like, like I said, there's so much thematic weight happening here with Hero and Zero Two's backstory and how they met, and how like how it was almost like fate that brought them together. And I know it sounds extremely cheesy, but the way it was executed was so well done because up until this point. You really have. You've already gotten behind Hero and Zero Two and their stories, and you want them to be together. So seeing how it came to be and how they met when they were children and what the what the plantations were doing to uh, Zero Two, experimenting on her, and how Hero basically was her knight in shining armor that saved her. But Hero was a good boy and yeah, he broke he her a, out of. He was a very good boy. But ultimately, because of that, they both had to pay the consequences in the end. As like, it's just a, such it's such a heartwarming yet sad story at the same time. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing, I, one thing I love about it too is that it's the best po- best possible episode of the show could have done because it also works. It's a great self-contained story. Yeah. Like it's just a great like it's just a great like just standalone episode. Like, and I love how the, the framing device of the episode with the two, both Hero and Zero Two, giving their own, like, narration and spin on events. Like, Heroes is very, like, to the point and, like, mm-hmm. kind of, and, like, oh, this is what happened. Zero Two's is, like, more, like, kind of, like, I don't know exactly what happened, but I felt this. Yeah. And you have that just position, and it's very, very well done. And I, I also like how all of the events in this episode are tied to the storybook and oh, how they yeah. work that into it. Because the storybook yeah, is the storybook is a very important thing for not only Zero Two's character, but Heroes as well later on. So I like how they work that into telling the narrative. So yeah, episode 13 is my favorite. Yeah, uh, Spencer gave me his... Uh some info that's mentioned on the podcast. His favorite episode was episode 18. Um, For his reason, honestly, the last truly good episode and full of love, character progression, and goodness. Shame about the rest of the episodes. Just always got to, always got to put that disclaimer in there. Like, you know, it goes downhill. I just got to put that disclaimer. Uh, Let's talk about some characters. Shane, who's your favorite character of the show? You know damn well who my favorite character is. It's the best girl, Zero Two. It's Zero Two. I it's was fucking say, Zero Two. You love Zero Two. I fuck it. I I love Zero Two. I've loved her since she fucking first appeared in the show. I love a, a, a naked a naked woman. A in naked a, woman catching fish in a river. Yeah, like she. And I love that introduction to her because it basically tells you everything you need to know about this girl in a single shot. Yeah, like she's a 
she's a uh, no she's uh she's weird a little she's a little weird uh she's uh she's hot mm. uh uh she's not a she's uh, not afraid of telling you like it is of just like uh the if she if if she, if she's going south she'd be like yeah nope this going south bye bye um, <laughs> deal with it yourself uh she's a uh, uh, but most of all, she's she gives a shit. Yeah, she she strangely gives a shit, which she has no reason to do so at the beginning. But mm-hmm. as she as she meets Hero and grows a connection with Dali. Squad Thirteen, darling, yes. like as she meets these characters and starts hanging around them, they give her a reason to care, and she slowly comes around on being like this shit disturbing bitch who could care less about these people other than Hero to oh this squad's like a family and they're the only family I've ever known she that's fu- accepted she me for who I am steals her cl- their clothes yeah she fucking, fucking steals funny. her clothes and leaves them naked and it's like bye boys <laughs> bye and, and it's fucking hilarious yeah she um, she's she's hot she's cute at the same time she she she's got a surprisingly big heart, but at the same time, she's such a shit disturber, and she's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah, my uh, my favorite character of the show is Mitsuru. Uh, Mitsuru is the most is the my favorite is my is I feel the most one of the has the most interesting character arc of the show. Uh, at the initial start of the show, Mitsuru is a dickhead. He is a uh, cunt. <laughs> Uh, he is a dickhead. Uh, to he- specifically to our main, for some reason we don't know exactly why. For a little bit, yeah. Like, uh, why do you hate Hero, dude? <laughs> dude, sustainable reason. It turns out that kind of possibly had a thing for Hero in the past, or he was very close to Hero as a kid, or as like a and as like an adolescent, but then. Hero got his memory wiped due to the Zero Two incident, and he forgot about Mitsuru's uh, the promise he made to Hisuru that he was going to ride with him in the Franks. So he felt betrayed, and he felt that oh, he was that uh, Hero's just some is just someone who he lies and he just forget he he uh, he just uh, he doesn't care. Of course, that's not true. So. So Mitsuru comes to terms with that, and then his he has his arc with Kokoro, which is very very good. Um, just I I think I think Mitsuru is the character who goes through the most development out of the course of this out of the supporting cast. He is the one who goes through the most development. I can definitely I can definitely agree with you there. It is very yeah. obvious that he has the most defined arc. Yeah, and I really like where his character went. And I feel, and I feel, Shane. I want you to agree with me, and I agree with Mother's Basement on this. Mitsuru should have been the one that died in episode twenty-three. It it definitely would have had much more of an impact than fucking yeah. Alpha. Alpha. Yeah, I I don't give a fuck about. I don't. Alpha. I get, you haven't we'll get, given me a reason to give a shit about any of the nines. So why do I care if he sacrifices himself? Yo, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Spencer's meanwhile for Spencer, his favorite character is Goro the Gobro. <laughs> um, I mean, come on, he had the best relationships with the characters. Overall, the better story can't say enough. Oh, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Goro is great. Uh, I would. My only reason he's not my favorite is because I feel he doesn't have a defined arc. He doesn't. He honestly doesn't do much throughout. He the doesn't show. evolve over the show. He's great because he's the nicest character of the show, and you want him 
to live yeah and get through this because he is the bro so that's that's why when that's why when his defining moment happens in episode 22 when he bitch slaps the shit out of hero it's like wake the fuck up sheeple he's like (laughs) 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 okay but uh but with that but uh there must come a worst and Mm. darlene has some garbage characters Mm. at times and some, some shit so, uh, Shane, who's your least favorite character? I think I know what you. I, I think I know who you're gonna say. So. There's two. There's two choices I could go with, uh, in my head. But I'm gonna go with this one because I feel like this one has more weight behind it. My least favorite character is Doctor Franks because Doctor. Oh, because oh, Do- he ruined the show. Doctor Franks because he is the sole catalyst to. <laughs> the fucking atrocity that is this show's final quarter. He's basically the reason why this show shits itself so hard. Because he is the reason everything went to shit. His entire existence... His entire existence existence is pointless. (laughs) His entire existence is wasted. Um... Uh, I also note. I also, if you remember correctly, his characterization in the first half is very different than his characterization in the second. Yep. So there's this... it's like in the first half, he's kind of like this. He's kind of a dickhead in the first half, but in the second half, he's treated more as like sympathetic. I have I no sympathy for this man who didn't even know how to pilot the robots that he created. Yeah, and he didn't know, and, and, uh, and he didn't realize the sores until after he made them. Yeah, the yeah. dumb fuck. He's like, "Wow, I created these things. I'm going to call them Franks, and they are mechs that in- require two people of opposite gender to pilot, and they must be in sync." How did I create these? Where did I get the schematics? Oh wait, they're Klaxosaurs. Huh, bruh. Uh, but, he's, al- uh, he's also the reason that the fucking magma energy thing is introduced, and that's just fucking retarded. And I'm like, sorry. So stupid, so dumb. So yeah, like, yes, inject magma into our Yeah, let's what? fucking. Oh, it's not magma; it's Clackasaur energy. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> let's fucking let's fucking mine this magma energy out of the Earth's crust, and then the first thing we're gonna do, because we're all sensible human beings in this universe, we're gonna inject it straight into our bloodstream so we can become immortal because that's the side effect of injecting yourself with magma. (laughs) Darling is stupid. Darling is really dumb. Welcome to uh, my favorite favorite as well as Dr. Sphinx with a close runner-up being the Clackasaur Clackasaur princess. That was my runner-up too. What a fucking waste of a character. She is so pointless. She, she 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 shows up for like three episodes and then dies. She shows up, does nothing, and then yeah. dies. And it's like, well, I'm a good guy now. I died peacefully. Bye. You fix this shit. And it's like, and, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and also Verm. Verm is dumb. Um, well, yeah, but can we classify Verm as a character? Yeah, because they're pretty much the one entity, dude. That doesn't make them good. They're not. It's not good. The garbage. Uh, Spencer's least favorite character is Hero. Yeah, yeah. Well, well why? Just explain. Uh, uh, basically, he's gonna. He wants me to explain what he says several times. He finds Hero annoying and has a very, you know, annoying, whiny, and ex- and has bad. And he feels his characterization is very inconsistent. Bad. He doesn't. Uh, he fe- and he feels that 
he's and he also feels that he's outside of that kind of uninteresting and generic. Uh, well, yeah, he I, kind of is. Hero is generic, but he was generic from the start, and I didn't mind that because in a because I he because I felt they were gonna do more with him. He, he, they were on the right track with the first, in the second in the beginning of the second half. They were on the right track because uh, uh, the series does make a decision to make to get Hero and Zero Two together in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, and I feel that was a good. I th- feel in. On paper, that's a good idea. It's very different from other anime where they use, anime likes to twiddle their thumbs when it comes to that shit. Like, oh, you like, guys want to see this shit? Well, wait another six to eight episodes, and maybe it'll happen. And maybe it'll happen. Maybe the most you'll get is a kiss. <laughs> um, but no, not only do they kiss a, a lot, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure off screen they probably have fucked. Oh, they pr- they've gotta have fucked dude like come yeah, on yeah i'm pretty damn sure like, if mitsuru and kokoro f- can figure it out why can't they yeah i'm pretty sure zero two knows because she mentioned she mentions yeah she fucking there's her. a scene early on when she fucking mounts hero and he she's like oh is this what you want and fucking starts stripping in front of him so she fucking knows that you put the dingle in the slot and you, you do you it the, you put the dingle in the slot and because- the, and <laughs> It happens, so I'm pretty sure they've fucked. Because remember, kids, if you like anime, hot women will come do the sex in your bed. (laughs) Can confirm. (laughs) Can confirm. Uh. Uh, So so I'm pretty sure they fucked, though. They've gotta. If they didn't, I'd be very disappointed. Alright, anything else we want to mention before we get into the the shit? Um, Uh, Anything good? Um, Anything good, yes. Animation. Animation and art style are very, very good. Uh, they are very... Music, the music is great. Music is great. Uh, the music is great. Uh, all the technicals are pretty solid. Are yeah, presenta- presentation as a whole is uh, very, very good. It is, yeah, presentation as a whole is very, very good. Both the sub and dub acting is fantastic on across the board. I did not watch the dub in preparation for this, so I've only seen sub. But the sub actors, they're very, very good. Very uh, good. Very, very good. Very great. Great performances across mm-hmm. the board. Um, Again, I love how I love how in the beginning for the first half and even then some, uh, the show is a great blend between the more heavy action drama aspects and the more slice of life down to earth stuff. Because I feel like the it show even, liked to take its time too. Yeah. I like that. The show liked to take its time to I develop. Th- I feel like it. it, it I feel like the slice of life stuff really complemented the more action-heavy portions of the show. It, it yeah. really did it well. The boys versus girls episode was fucking funny. Yeah, when zero two when zero two steals all their clothes and leaves them for dead. He leaves them for dead, and when uh, when uh, they forgot when the the girls forgot to block off the the uh, the, the the breakfast room, so the boys just fucking take it. <laughs> so the boys are fuck- just like sup bitches. Ale o ale, uh, which I that was that shit was funny. Sup, bitches, we're the only ones who get to eat today. <laughs> Unless you want to break it, uh, and then they're like, "Hey," and and don't I also, but also that episode has like a dark undertone of like when the end happens and you find out that the previous one died. You know what? The more they really like all the dark shit that was present in like the first three quarters, they do nothing with them. Remember, like the stuff, like the oh, the uh, 
the pilots, the, the previous pilot team that died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zorome's episode. Zorome meeting the, the old woman in the city, like... City, which... Uh, which <laughs> Uh, it's like this is so much from the first uh, the the abandoned city. Yeah, the abandoned city that's just like a dilapidated wasteland. Like there's so much. There's so much. Like the show had a very was blended like really like funny slice of it, it slice of life humor with like a very dark grim undertone. I find that it made you on edge the whole time. I find it weird that speaking of that that dilapidated city, that's also in the beach episode of all things. I think that's on purpose, though. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it is, but it's just like I find that to be a really interesting contrast. Yeah, it's uh, like, wow, we're going to the beach, yay! But we gotta go through this barren wasteland to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's there's some of the character shit that's a little darker that they don't do anything with. Um, the main, I feel the like, prime. I feel they should have done more with Futoshi's. Stuff. I was gonna say the prime example I can think of is uh, Futoshi's bulimia. Like that's a very ballsy thing to put in. I think that's a. I when it first showed up, both ever. I think all of us agreed that if that this was a ballsy, ballsy decision, and I was, we were applauding them. Yeah, when that it was, it was a ballsy decision, and it was. We all considered this to be a turning point for Futoshi as a character because once he introduced something as serious as bulimia, it's like, yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because because it, it's a very real thing in Japan. Like the over like uh, eating disorders are very very prevalent in Japan, more so than most countries. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big de- so when when that showed up, it was like okay, this is a big deal. And they do, and that's really disappointing because I feel yeah. like that's a very uh, that's a it's a plot point that they could have taken interesting places. They also waste. Uh, uh, I mean, they do st- when it co- and uh, this is also a show that I feel that some people have brought this up. Uh, other people have brought this up. This is a show that is because because it, it, the show thematically deals with sexuality and mm-hmm. oh whoa really whoa yeah I, mean, yeah, I like, had no a, idea Matt go on what a shocker uh, because <laughs> it, the show that they ride the where they ride pilots doggy style is it has us the is a, is a, about sexuality wow what a uh, concept the show well this is a show that was that should have been primed to discuss lgbt characters and it does have lgbt characters yeah it feels like in the beginning they're doing that with uh mitsuru and, and when they introduce the nines the nines mitsuru and ikuno yes ikuno, and because she's got, Iku- the, she's got the hots for ichigo and Ikuno is the only one they do anything with. Um, Ikuno is the only one they do anything with, and probably the only consistently good thing in the in the last quarter is how they handle Ikuno Ikuno being a lesbian is the but only they, thing that they handle really well. But there's still stuff with her character that's like just not explained at all. Like when yeah. her hair turns white, it's like why the fuck did her hair turn white? And then later yeah. on, they're I'm like, assuming, I'm assuming it's the Franks fucking accelerating their aging yeah i was gonna uh, say but then later on they're like oh uh the pilots have accelerated aging so they age faster than normal humans well, I, I, I could have known that we should have known that earlier and i'm like that's a great show but it would have been great if you explained that a little later on like that just comes out of nowhere like ikuno just goes completely gray and it's like what the fuck and then they're like oh the, they age faster a plus storytelling right there Darling yeah. is stupid. 
Just, just title this episode "Darling is Stupid." Yeah, this it's 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 fucking stupid. And plus, I'm pretty sure they were sending a Mitsuru as by, but they never do anything with that either. Well, yeah, because uh, he's clearly as a, as a kid, he clearly has the hots for Hero, but fucking Hero forgets all that shit. So then he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just move on to women." Yeah, fuck uh, it. If I couldn't get with a dude, I'll get with a girl. Why not? And then he has a kid. Uh, they fuck once, and she gets pregnant. Yeah. Like, like right off the bat, like, first date. I'm like, you gotta pull out, dude. Yeah, you gotta fucking... No, they don't know how to pull out, Matt. They don't even know how to do the sex yet. No, no, no dude, they gotta pull out. You gotta pull out for Like, me, sure, dude. they read a bunch of books on how to do the sex, but it didn't get to the chapter where they learn how to pull out. They gotta pull out, dude. If you if you pull out, it, it, none of this... You, Kokoro, would not... Have fucking the kid. Or at least use a fucking condom, and I get... Condoms probably don't exist in this world, but a shopping bag would work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, uh... <laughs> fucking hell. Um, yeah, okay, like, we're starting the crap. Let's start with the... Let's go with Yeah, let's the, go right into the crap. I think we've got all the positives out of Let's talk about the nines for a second, because they're dumb. What were their point? What was the point of the nines in this to show? To be fear-mongering about non-binary pretty much that's my guess uh i don't know but uh, they, they really had no purpose in the nope, story out none at all <laughs> what did they do what did they do shane what did they do they showed up uh they were kind of assholes to squad 13 and then they fuck off and then they come back and then they fuck off again and then they come back for the finale where it seems like oh Maybe the nines will be like maybe the nines will be like an antagonistic force that they gotta get past to like go to space and you know help hero and stuff. But no, they don't. They never do that. It, it feels like as soon as they introduce them, they're building them up as this these antagonists to Squad Thirteen. Like oh, maybe by the end of this, these will be the true villains. Like ape will send the nines after. Squad thirteen to take like them that, out. Yeah, I feel like a rewrite must have happened at some point, like in the middle of production, and they changed it because it totally feels like they're supposed to be the bad guys at the end that Ape sends after them because they know too much. So you got the the nines got to take them out, but they never do that with them. And then fucking in, I don't. I think it's in episode twenty three. Um, Alpha sacrifices himself to get Hero to zero two. But it's like, we have no emotional attachment to this character whatsoever, so why the fuck did they bother sacrificing him? It had, like, no payoff. Yeah, it was, it was fucking stupid. Let's also talk about Verm and how they make no sense. Verm uh, is the fucking worst thing the show could have ever done. Yeah. Like, a, it's not expli- it's not properly explained at all. B, the explanation they give us makes no fucking sense. And, and see, they're, they're not interesting. They're not interesting at all. They're ju- it just feels like it's like a fucking cop out. They just threw them in their last second because we gotta have a big bad. Remember Trigger? It was like, oh, remember Trigger's previous two anime? They both had aliens as a major villain. We gotta have aliens as a major villain. Remember, remember Gurren in the Anti Spirals? Remember Kill a Kill in the Life Fibers? Remember Darling and Verm? And Verm? No. <laughs> No, no, no one remembers Verm. This is and a pa- this is a pale imitation of things that these people have done way better in years prior. Like, yeah. Verm um, has no place in the story whatsoever. We can, we can also talk go on length about how the show is basically a, is a lot of ways a ripoff of Ava. This is 
There's you're, a lot you, of you're more knowledgeable on that, so you go into that. It's very knowledgeable. It's a very much a ripoff of Ava. Entire episodes are based on ideas from from episodes. The entire antagonists are straight out of Ava. There's imagery out of Ava. Like, it's obvious they're trying to homage it, but at points it literally feels like the Evangelion for stupid people. Yeah. As, and as it's it's not too far off. Um, it's And uh, it's not nearly as well written, too. So, like, there's also that. Yeah, it, um, feels, it, feels, like, it feels like they were trying to homage Ava. But like Matt said, they went too far into the homage where it basically became a pure imitation. It became a pale imitation of a much, much, much better. And it's uh, uh, and it's all, and also I feel like they, they, the show also doesn't have any balls. No, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't kill anyone. Like the entire all the entire the show is building up death life to these characters. They're building up that some of them are going to die. They don't. It's and it's not. This isn't me just being like, oh, they should have been edgy. Oh, they need to kill more people because I like dark. You know, they the show actively builds up that there's going to be deaths. Mm-hmm. Like they actively build it up. Like um, you want to mention Ichigo and Goro. Ichigo and Goro, Miku and Zorome, um, fucking Mitsuru. Mitsuru. Mitsuru, the only couple, the only couple of people that were like 100% guaranteed to live, were like were like freaking uh, were Kokoro and Futoshi. Those were the only mm-hmm. two that really were like get gu- like guaranteed their living. Yeah. Um. Like, cause there's a scene. It's in one of the later episodes. There's a scene where fucking Ichigo and Goro fall down this shaft. It's like a huge shaft. It's basically a pit, and they fall down. Their Franks is damaged. It's it's very much implied that they died, but then there's yeah. just a shot later on where it just cuts to them chilling at the bottom of the who shaft and they're completely they, they unharmed. Di- who wants to bet they died in an original draft and they fucking changed it last minute? That wouldn't surprise me to be honest. Uh, I want to bet. I want to bet a lot of this. They kill off a lot more people in the initial draft because apparently the director said that there were going to be a lot more because the director mentioned that there was going to be a lot of death in the end. There really wasn't. <laughs> no, I, I feel, and I, which is why I feel like there was last minute rewrites. I feel like that stuff happened in the production production because I think uh, because because uh, uh, and also it would have made sense for Mecca because Mecca's like to kill off large portions of their cast at the end because mm-hmm. that fits Mecca. Have you seen Gundam? They do that every series. Yep, everyone dies in Gundam. They do. Uh, Everyone fucking dies every time, but um, no. So yeah, they don't. They, the show doesn't have any balls. Uh, the show also fucking, uh, fucking true apis is the stupidest guy. I was gonna thing say, when are we gonna time. get to true apis? <laughs> the dumbest thing in the history of anime. The f- stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in an anime. And trust me, I watched some stupid shit. He's seen Nakaimo. I've seen Nakaimo. I, oh, Shogo, I want you to eat my cream puffs. I've seen that shit. And this is the goddamn stupidest fucking piece of bullshit I've ever seen in a fucking anime. Like, it makes no fucking sense. It looks fucking retarded. <laughs> God. I can't, I can't do it, Matt. It's, it's a big Zero Two floating in space as no. a robot. No, okay, so fucking... 
So zero to so okay so um, Strelizia goes Strelizia goes off into space to fight Verm. It's revealed that zero two is in a comatose state because her soul is with Strelizia, but her body is on Earth. So uh-huh. Hero and the rest of the game go off to find her, and then I guess through the power of bullshit love magic, no, the power of love, the literally. power of love, a uh, hero gets through to zero two. But instead of her soul going back to her body, her body turns into a statue on Earth, and then her body fuses with Strelizia in space. So Strelizia is just a giant fucking zero two out in space. Which means that Hero is literally inside Zero he's Two. Insi- There's a line in there too where he's piloting True Apis, and he says to Zero Two, "Wow, it feels like I'm truly deep inside you." And I'm just sitting there like, "This is the fucking stupidest show I've ever I seen." Fe- I feel uh, I'm like, did they fucking do that for a fucking sexual in- for a for a meme? That's a pun. This show gave me cancer, and I don't know if I can recover. Fucking. But at the very least, about them initially, this was that was not clever. Like that was just like I feel like I'm deep inside you. Oh yeah, get it? Because he's inside her. Because she's the fucking robot, and he's piloting it. It's a reference to the fact that he wants to dick her down. <laughs> it's. it's- <laughs> It's it's a reference to the fact that all he wants to do is betwixt his banana sausage in her. <laughs> he's like, zero two is the bun, and he's got a huge wiener just ready to put it in there. Darling is fucking stupid. <laughs> Turns out Hero has a massive schlong. Yeah, what if okay, two. what if like what if they release like an art book or something later on? The size of all the guys. <laughs> it's just dicks. got measurements for all their dicks. What for fucking the fucking that uh, and then we see Futoshi's like, oh and Futoshi's and Mitsu's and like, oh, so that's why Kokoro left him for Mitsu. <laughs> This is just like, and in Hero's description is like, P.S. Out of the entirety of Squad Thirteen, Hero, Hero has, has the, the big, biggest big schlong, the ever. biggest penis, the biggest penis. He's got a seventy-six inch penis. He uses it like a fucking extension cable. His penis is so long it can fit into zero two from across the room. Uh, <laughs> He uses it as an extension. No wonder she always wears a skirt. <laughs> no, no one, no wonder he's uh, no wonder zero two. No, no wonder zero two was n- naked the first time he saw she saw hero. He she knew. Oh, she saw. Oh, darling, darling, that's code word to fuck me. <laughs> that's our safe word. That's the same word as darling. That's a, that would be weird, though, because if the safe word is darling, and all she fucking says is darling, how would you know whether to stop or not? Is she liking it? Is she in no, that, pain? That just means keep going. That's what that is. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Whatever you're doing, I'm into it. Don't stop. <laughs> just, keep, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep plowing me with your what snow we, truck. What are, we, what are we talking about? What I are, don't what is know anymore. into? This show fucking, has broken up. That's the name. The name of the episode is going to involve some kind of the penis of all. Uh, <laughs> some kind of penis joke. 
some kind of penis joke. All right, fi- final thoughts. Let's get oh, this God. done. Would, yeah, final thoughts. Uh, uh, you go first. Okay, fuck. Okay. Uh, I am so fucking bewildered. <laughs> um, Darling and the Franks started off incredibly strong. Uh, it had great world bur- building at the beginning. Building. It had great world building. It had great world building. This show literally yeah, broke me. Yeah, the size me. of Hugo's dick is great world building. This, That's- this show literally broke me. I don't know if I can speak the English anymore. <laughs> Shane gives this a question mark out of t- <laughs> <laughs> I give this a true apis out of seven. So, Darling and the Franks started off incredibly strong at the beginning. It had great world building. It had a great cast of characters. All of the drama aspects were really well done, and it was really complemented by all of the uh, slice of life stuff. It had a great mix of action drama with more down to earth relaxation moments. Um, The mech designs are freaking great. The Franks all look incredible. Uh, Animation is stellar. Music is great. Voice acting is superb. Everything about this show was everything that I look for in a Trigger show, and it was easily at the beginning and a contender for anime of the year for me. Once it hits episode 19, shit hits the fan in a way I've never seen a show do before, and all of that goodwill is thrown out the window. For all of that great mix of, of action drama and slice of life, for all the great character development, for all of the great presentation elements that have gone to the show, it's all replaced by nonsensical, stupid, and boring shit. The last quarter of the show is shit, and it actively ruins the entirety of the show. Because honestly, at this point, I can't recommend this show to anyone. Like, I can't be like, oh, watch Darling in the Franks because it's really good, but only watch up to episode 19 and then stop. I can't do that. So because of that, I can't actively recommend the show to anyone. Like, hey, watch all of Darling in the Franks. Because the last quarter is so bad and shits the bed so hard that it actively ruins all the good that came before it. So I'm extremely mixed on this show. You don't know what rating to give it. I'm thinking about it. Because there's enough goodwill there to at least not completely shit on it. Because again, before episode 19, they did a stellar job with yeah, the show. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't give it a lower ranking problem. Like, I can't. So, like... Because, like, but after episode 19, it's all shit. And it yeah. doesn't recover. And it yeah. actively makes the show worse. Yeah, to me, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. I'm going to give it a, 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 a very mild 6. I'm giving it a stronger six than you because I feel the stuff that was really good is still really, really, really. So it it's a, it's it's definitely a case of if you it's definitely a case of the stuff in this show that's it, is that when this show was good, it was beyond like it was fucking it was freaking fantastic. It was freaking fantastic, but unfortunately, that last third is that last quarter was really bad, and it's act it's. It, it and also the ending is. I felt I felt jack and shit. That was the, like the, the safest ending possible is, ending. The ending is extremely lackluster. Safest it's a great, possible ending they could have done. It's a great ending for the side characters, but it's a horrible ending for the main characters. Yeah, because the whole it's thing with safest possible ending they could have yeah. given the show. Because the whole thing with zero two and hero be sacrificing themselves to defeat Verm, which they didn't. Verm comes back. 
But the fact mm. that they sacrifice themselves only to be reincarnated decades later, like, it, what? Why? Why okay. and how and also why? It's the it's the safest possible ending they could have given the show, and that's why I I, I think it, it, should, it Darling should have had a ballsy ending. I feel, but uh, yeah. uh, and. But the stuff that was good was really good. Unfortunately, it sits the bed in the last quarter. And like Shane said, it's hard to recommend to people because of that. I, I, would I, still recommend, I would still recommend people watch it, and I still do, because I feel the stuff that's really good is worth watching. Like this stuff here that is worth watching. So I can't say that it's com- – I, w- I also can't say that I completely didn't regret – I didn't that I completely regretted watching Darling. Like, no, I, I don't. I don't either. I do not regret watching Darlene. I do not regret watch, watching Darlene. I really don't. However, I re- uh, it's wasted potential, and mm-hmm. it's definitely going to. It's definitely my biggest disappointment of the year so far. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Like 100%. you said, like you said, all of the good stuff in the show is freaking phenomenal. Like they did mm-hmm. a great job when the show was good. It was extremely good, mm-hmm. but I'm giving it a more lukewarm reception. Because everything that happened in that last quarter, just honestly, it doesn't ruin everything that came before it, but it affects it negatively enough to the point where, again, I can't recommend this show to people anymore. I can't tell people, watch Darling, because I know that it's going to get bad, and that people are going to get disappointed and fucking drop it. I know that's going to happen. So, in my goodwill, I can't recommend this show to people anymore. As much as I would like to... It just, the last quarter does so much wrong that it, it, it actively sours the rest of the show for me. All right. All right. Uh, here is, uh, here is Spencer's little blurb uh, while ha- about Darling in the Disappointment. <laughs> Uh, while having arguably one of the best touches in anime of the season, it really hits the it really hit the ground running and found its stride with unique style, characters, and story. However, all of this is ruined by a cliche, honestly stupid last arc that almost ruins everything the show had going for it. Bland characters, ridiculous plot contrivances, and honestly just a disgrace to the stellar opening half. Because of this, all of this generally solved my overall experience. I recommend you don't watch this anime. Instead, Play. He said play, but I don't. I don't think he was trying to say play. Instead, watch Ava kill a kill and Gurren Logan at the same time. This is will be better than Darling and the Sadness. Five out of ten. Yeah, his, his score actually lowered from the last time we uh, talked said, about this. I don't think it's bad enough to warrant a five. No, so like, like the uh, the good the good is good enough to warrant above average. But at the yeah. same time, I don't. I don't. Like I don't. What's the word I'm looking for? Like. I get why he gave it a five. Like, I totally understand the rating there, but I feel like the good was good enough to warrant above average. Yeah, same. But still, it gets poo, so just warning. If you're going to watch Darling, episode 19, it's going to go... It gets... It gets poo-poo. Um, all right, and with that, it's time to, 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 to review our featured anime... Uh, the next feature anime of the podcast. Now, no, uh, this week is randomized. This time, mm-hmm. this podcast is randomized. It's randomized the time. Now, normally, we now last time we did randomizer, we promised spent because we got the anime that you that you wanted, which was mm-hmm. Keijo. Yep. And so we promised Spencer that he would get the next yeah uh, picks. However, he is not here. No, and he is I not. feel it, per- and I personally feel it's unfair. 
that I feel it would be it would be unfair to use his picks because I know what he would because he's told me what he's picking. Um, but I I feel it would be unfair for him for us to use his picks when he's not here. So because I want because I want him to be here for when he does his picks for the randomizer. So we'll save his picks for the randomizer next time he is here, which he should be. Okay. So for this week, we are going to pick another. We're gonna just, we're just gonna pick whatever. So we're just so we're just gonna do a normal randomizer this time, and next randomizer will be Spencer. Yeah, that's okay. what we're doing. Okay. Because I personally think it's I personally just think it's unfair if we do it without Spencer. Okay, so. I, I I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. So let's figure what let's figure out what we're doing then, because this completely throws a wrench into our plans. Because uh, this does this this does, but it also gives us a chance to really just go out there and just do whatever. Mm. So what do we what um, do we do this time? Hmm. I am tempted all. Don't do it for fuck's sake. <laughs> but it is a it is, no. But here's the thing: it's it, that's a recipe for disaster. That but that's is, also a recipe for success. I'm too scared to commit to that. All right. So for for those not watching, how the randomizer works is that we can choose up to three genres. So one, so up to three genres. You do not have to pick three. We can pick like one. fantasy game harem horror mecca music mystery parody psychological romance school slice of life sports and supernatural man i don't know what to pick yeah so we could honestly I, just do all but again i'm a little too frightened re- you are frightened but here's the thing all means that whatever we get whatever we get we get so like it it which means that it's a complete mystery into what we're actually getting because honestly I don't know what to pick either. It could be terrible. It could be Dar- great. Because the problem with darling because the problem with darling is that it spans like every single fucking genre, for yeah. the most part. So we can't. So like it's like what do we? How do we like palate cleanse? How do we mix it up? Like this, it's hard to. It's extremely difficult to. Mm. You know what? Okay. I'm going to go against my better judgment and say, fuck it. Let's try all and see what happens. All right, let's go. We're going all. Let's go all, see what happens. If we get shit, then we got to pay the consequences. All right, we got one. Um, uh, the show is, this is uh, let me look this up because I have, I, I've heard of this. I've heard of this show. Uh, I just have never seen it. Hmm. It is a, oh, okay. Mm. Oh right. boy. Oh God. Oh no. no. No, I say that. No. All right, so it's a movie. Oh, okay, all right. So this might be the first movie we cover on The Gap. Unfortunately, I do not know if it is... Um, the, the movie is Padma Inverted, directed by Yasu, uh, Yasuhiro Yoshida, and it's a big deal because it's directed... Because, because it's, one of, it's one of those... Uh, it's one of those movies that came out and was like heavily praised when it first came out. So... The problem is, I do not believe it is legally available. Well, hold on. What's the name of it? I'll I'll look at it. Patma Inverted. Hold on. It is an anime. Fi- Pat- it is an Patma Inverted. Nope. It is not available legally. It is not available legally, and it is a movie, so it would be hard to find legally available at all. So we have another option. So we have an option here. What we either what we do is we either. A is we either A want to do it anyways and risk it and say fuck it, or we go 
we uh, go back to the randomizer and pick another one, but we have to pick the one we get from the randomizer next. Because hmm. I haven't seen Padma Inverted. I've heard of this. I've wanted I've heard to it's watch very this. Good. I've heard it's very good. I've I've wanted to watch this. So yeah, but it's not legally. Let available. me just is, let me just double check. I believe it is available on Blu-ray here in uh, is available on Blu-ray to buy. You can buy it. It is so not. It is, it is not available legally, though, on any streaming platform. It's so. not on streaming platform, but it is available legally. It is available to buy on Blu-ray, so you can get it. And it's a movie as well, so. Inverted. It might. It might cost less money. Uh, although I don't know if you would want to buy something for the podcast last minute. I pro. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to. And also, it's an Who import. Knows it's an import. Mm-hmm. So. As much as I, w- I want to watch this movie, because I've we'll heard of this it. movie. I'm tempted to save this for another time. I am too, because I, I have wanted to watch this for a while. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. so we either just do it and say fuck it, or we redeal. I'm very tempted to just say fuck it in this instance, because I do I'm very, very much want to watch too, this. But at, the same, but at the same time. It goes against our code of ethics. Hmm. This is up to a coin flip, I think. Oh boy, okay, let's do it. It's up to a coin flip. Alright, okay. so... Heads, okay. we do it. Tails, we redeal. Alright. Let me find the coin. I got my fingers crossed, because I actually do really want to watch this. Tails. Fuck! Alright, no. So, we, so okay, we are we're redealing. On. We're redealing, we are not doing the Padme. Alright, so... We're back to the randomizer. We can just go all again. Let's go. Let's can... go all again. Again, let's go generate a single random anime. Okay, this one is legally available. Okay, and... cool. Uh oh. Um... Oh god, no, Matt. <laughs> I think we fucked up. Oh um, god, why, Matt? Why? I think we. It, it's. I think we fucked up. What uh, did you do? We... Okay, it's only ten episodes though, so it's it's pretty short. That's interesting. Actually. Okay, what is it? It's it is a comedy etchy parody school show. Oh God! No. Um, it's called Epi uh, Ebi Ten, uh, and it is it is from it is it it's uh, follows it it, uh, it follows uh, Noya Itsuki, who just transferred to uh, Ibus, uh, Ibus High School since he has always had a fascination with space. He's a he's a space guy. Uh, he decides to join the astronomy club there. Oh my god, okay. Great, I can't wait. No, no, just what's next. However, he mistakenly walks into the Astronomy Club, a club whose female members are all female otaku. There you go. Easy. To realize that he club, his light becomes... This, uh, this, so this show exists... Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. Most of your most of your description got cut out, but I'm not even fucking worried about that because God fucking damn it! God damn it! Astronomy, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, astronomy. Astronomy. It's available on Crunchyroll and High Dive, so it's probably got a horrible Sentai dub. Oh, I can't wait for another Nakaimo. Are you ready? I can't fucking wait, Matt. 
Are you ready, Shane? I can't fucking wait to watch this instead of Padma inverted. I can't it's, wait. This is our fault. This is what? our. This is completely our fault. Oh, let me How let me see this shit. Our fault, Shane. I need to see. I need to see if this is dubbed. Oh, it is not dubbed. That relieves some of the pain. What does? Uh, the show isn't dubbed. It, I could have sworn it is. It, it's not. It, it's not on high dive. So. It's on Crunchyroll. It's not. It's sub only, as far as I can mm, tell. There was a dub though. There was a dub. It might. The dub might just not be available. On. It could be possible that it's just on uh that the dub was just on the DVD release because there was a DVD. Release, so. I'd like to think that if it was on high dive, they would have the dub though. I'm looking into this bullshit. Not like I care. <laughs> it appears to me that every it, single yeah episode, it has yeah you're right it does have a dub. Single, every single episode name by the way is named after a classic manga. It seems. That's actually kind of interesting. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you're right. It does have a dub, but for some reason, High Dive doesn't have it. Yeah, and it was an in a and it was a it it's it's technically classified as an ONA a a uh, and it's an online a, a net anime, but it's a long, but it's like a regular series. Oh man, I can't wait. You can't. I I, I Shane, this is our day. This is our fault. This is we, our uh, price to pay. We 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 uh we we played we tried to play the system, but no. Yeah, next week we will no next episode we will be covering Epi Ten. We tried we tried to fly we tried to fly too close to the sun and we got burned. Yeah, but with that uh that, that I think we're pretty yeah yeah um, we're done. Uh, with uh, my name is Matt aka Legion Rex. You can find me at Legion Rex on YouTube and as well Legion Rex on Twitter. Uh, you can, and with me, I have my co-host Shane, the Bearded One. You can find him at Bearded uh, Bearded Gaming Network, where, where there's podcasts, unboxings, and uh, let's plays, a bunch of other stuff. You can also find him on Twitter, where he'll tweet about anime, pretty much. Actually, my Twitter uh, has all been Mega Man the last few days. Well, it's been Mega Man recently, but also anime. Um, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, and I think we're pretty much done here. So, yeah, I think uh, we're done here, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so we'll and so I hope you all have a very very good weekend, a very good week, and we'll uh, see you next time. We'll see you next time where we're not watching Padma Inverted. I am so fucking angry right now. I'm so mad. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that